Welcome back, Bucket Busters. I'm your host, Tim Johnson, and this is the Busted Bucket Podcast, locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the City of Roses, City of Bridges, Stumptown, PDX. This is a show dedicated to Rip City and everyone who loves Portland basketball. Joining me today is no one, actually, because I'm riding solo as my co-hosts are a little tied up, a little busy, but this is what I want to do. There's a few games to recap. I kind of wanted to run them over with my guys, Eric the Encyclopedia Foster, uh, the Bay Area Blazer, Rosa Panta. Big shout out to you guys. Thank you for leaving me here all by myself. But all joking aside, uh, I kind of want to do a deeper dive into those games with those guys. So I'll just give you a quick recap um, of what happened with those games. Um, and, uh, you know, we had the Nuggets, the Wizards, the Magic, the Heat, and most recently, the Boston Celtics, uh, which was a, actually kind of a fantastic game. Uh, Nurk's been on a roll as of late. Anthony Simons has been on a roll. Um, and also, I, I put out a, a little post on, on Twitter asking, uh, kind of like a mailbag episode, I guess, is what they, they call it in the industry, but... Um, a few of you responded, so we'll get to that as well, and, uh, I hope all of you are, are being safe out there, but I guess I'm just gonna, I'm gonna wing this one and dive right into it. So I mentioned there were a few games we need to cover, uh, first one being the Blazers versus the Nuggets, um, I honestly don't remember what day that was, but the Blazers threw up a big L, losing 140 to 108, um, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to, to put the onus on, on the team that much just because, you know, they were without Dame, they were without CJ, Norm, Ant, um, you know, they, they put up a fight, I want to say for the first half, but then, uh, you know, the problem is Denver just got whatever they wanted. Portland couldn't stop them whatsoever. Uh, Covington ended up with 10 points, seven rebounds, Little had 14 points, um, Dennis Smith Jr. did pretty well in uh, Ant's absence. Well, I guess I should say Ant, CJ, and Dame's absence. He ended up putting up 17 points. He had eight assists. He actually looked really good out there. Uh, and then Ben Macklemore threw in, you know, 18 assist points. <laughs> um, but you know, the Nuggets—they just—they just took it to us. Um, Jokic, 20 and eight. You're not going to expect anything less than that. Will Barton, though, it's like he's punishing us for letting him go. Uh, 21 points. It's like every time we meet up with that guy, he's just, he's a blazer killer. I mean, that's that's kind of all there is to say. He's, he's a blazer killer, as many players are after they leave the Blazers. Um, Compazzo, 18 points, 12 assists. The guy's like 52 years old and still playing like a 21-year-old. Uh, 16 points for for Najee and 17 points for my favorite Nuggets player Bones Highland. He's got the best name in the whole in NBA. Um, you know, it's 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 hard to say too many good things about the Nuggets game. Um, they just they had our, they had our number and they've had our number for a few years now. Um, but then, you know, again, I, w- I want to stress that I don't really want to go into too much detail with these games until I get the rest of my co-hosts on here but you know it's um it's it's tough sledding for the Blazers uh, ever since Dame went out for his abdominal injury uh the you know and any little injury is going to 
you know, be a kind of a major setback, no matter how minor it is, just because the team is, is getting depleted. Now, granted, I will say we got CJ back, which is a, a big step up. Um, it's, it's, it's a big help. The question is like, and, and honestly, I'm surprised I didn't get it in the mailbag post, uh, on Twitter, but maybe, maybe all of you listening can reach out to us on Twitter at busted bucket and tell me, is it a good thing that CJ comes back or does it actually hurt the Blazers? Because, you know, one thing I noticed, I'm just going to skip, I'm going to be all over the place by the way, guys. So feel free to skip whatever you want in this episode. Um, the one thing I noticed when the Blazers played the Celtics, uh, I think it was last night, um, CJ is still all about that that iso ball. He he likes to dribble so much just to set himself up. I I guess my question to all of you out there, if you can if you can reach out to us again at Busted Bucket on Twitter, or you can send us an email. Uh, contact at busted bucket pod pod uh, at gmail.com. Oh, wait, I may have said that wrong. I mean, it's contact at busted bucket pod.com. Um, is, is CJ the return of CJ going to be a benefit to the Blazers if Dame doesn't come back, or is it going to is it going to hinder them? Because here's what I've seen ever since Dame has been out and CJ's been out. is the team has actually been playing better team ball and the emergence of Anthony Simons just blowing up out there. Um, Nasir little coming into his own. We've seen Rocco finally return to form. Is it a good thing that CJ's back? Is it a good thing that he's able to dribble 10 seconds off the clock just by himself before he takes a contested jumper? You know, I mean, granted, Look, I love CJ. I love his game. I think he's one of the smoothest players out there, but I don't, I'm conflicted guys. I don't know if it's a good thing or not. Now, since I mentioned Portland and Boston, I gotta, I gotta say, uh, that was one heck of a game and I might as well just jump ahead. Like I said, I'm going to be jumping all over the place here, but, um, the Blazers ended up winning. 109 to 105. It was a close game uh, for most of the game, actually. Um, man, I gotta say, I just can't believe how Nurkic is playing right now. The man is a monster. I mean, well, he's a beast, right? Uh, 29 points and 17 rebounds that game. I mean, that's that's outrageous. That's amazing. And I can't wait to see how many games he can string together with this kind of productivity. Now, granted, I guess he's only going up against Al Horford, who's like 100 years old. Uh, Robert Williams, who's, he's all right, but he's, I mean, obviously he's no Yusuf Nurkic. And that's, that's about it. I mean, he's, they played Ennis, I guess Ennis Freedom now, uh, only three minutes that game. I, I, I don't even know what to say. I mean... He didn't have the greatest um, competition, but to put up 29 points and 17 boards is pretty amazing. He, you know, to tack on uh, to his talent, he had he had six assists as well. The man was on a mission. Um, he ended up with a block, but CJ 
chimed in with 24 points. We had Simons come back and score 21 points. And Ben McLemore, excuse me, McLemore, I want to call him McLemore every time, threw up 12 points as well. But, you know, it was a, it was a great all-around team effort by these guys. Um, they ended up, like I said, they ended up beating the Celtics 109-105 to 105 in, in a heck of a game. But, but going back to what I was saying about CJ, it seemed like... And seriously, feel free to call me out if you think I'm crazy. And, and please do it on Twitter. That is our main our main uh, way of being able to c- connect with all of you. Um, it seemed to me that CJ just kind of killed the, the momentum of the team. And I'm not just saying that because CJ is our most valuable trade asset. I'm not just saying that because... I think Ben Simmons would be actually a great fit here. I'm not also not just saying that because um, Daryl Morey came out and said recently that he's open to taking a top 40 player for uh, Ben Simmons. I'm just saying, I mean, I'm just calling it like I see it. CJ doesn't, he doesn't really fit what we've been seeing in his absence and please 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 call me out if you think i'm on the crazy pills all i'm saying is i i think i'd like to see this trade happen if if it's even on the table trade cj for ben simmons see what happens i mean how much is it really gonna hurt when you We've been without CJ for a while now. We're without Dane. Let's just see what happens. That's where I'm at right now because I got to tell you, I don't know where the Blazers sit. I don't know whether they're into tanking because it. when I watch these games, it doesn't seem like they are. I don't know if they're into pushing for a higher playoff seed or if they're just content on... I guess hanging on to that that playing tourney. I I don't know, man. It's 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 weird to me because it seems like they're on the fence, like they don't know which direction to take. But I wish they would just pick. And I I feel like I have to be my feelings have to be similar to a lot of you out there where we're okay with either direction that they want to go. Just pick a direction. And I and I hope this doesn't sound too negative but because i'm not trying to be negative at all i i love these players on the team i love the blazers i've loved the blazers for a long time it's just i want them to make up their mind and maybe maybe that comes down to the fact that we just have an interim gm maybe cronin doesn't know what to do because he hasn't been told what to do or maybe he hasn't been given the green light to do whatever he I, i i don't know but I just wish they would pick a direction and go that way. Make the trades, you know, congruent to what direction you choose. Anyway, I feel like I'm just rambling on here. Um, I also forgot to bring up the other games. Uh, I got caught up in my CJ rant here. Uh, we already talked about the Nuggets. 
The Blazers ended up winning against the Wizards 115 to 110. Then they lost to the Magic 98 to 88. Or I'm sorry, I said that back. They won against the Magic 98 to 88, stringing two wins together, but then lost to the Heat 104 to 92, which that game the Blazers should have had, but blew it at the end there. Um, and then that brought us right back up to the to the Boston Celtics. Now, the Blazers have the Raptors tomorrow on Sunday, 3 p.m. Uh, that should be an interesting game because I feel like they're actually not that much different than us. I feel like they're they're kind of in the same boat. They're just over 500. Um, it's going to be nice seeing Gary Trent Jr. I haven't checked to see if he's... Uh, on the um, injured injured injury list or not, but you know it'll be nice seeing seeing him ball out. Hopefully not too much because I kind of want the Blazers to keep winning. Um, again, depending on which direction they choose, but you know we'll see what what goes on with that uh, tomorrow. But I want to jump into this mailbag stuff. So I put out a post a couple days ago. Mentioning I was going to be recording an episode and I just said hit us up with your questions and we'll do our best to answer them on the show and we got a few questions which is really cool because this is kind of the first time we've like really reached out to you guys and said you know give us your questions let us know what you want to hear from us and you know part of what we want to to cultivate here is is like a strong community connection so it's really cool that you guys are are writing into us um so anyway without further ado um the first question let me see and, and i'm just gonna pull them up right now and just look at it i i didn't even have time to throw these on an outline so what you're gonna get from me is raw unscripted probably completely uh going in the wrong direction but let's just let's just grab one here so the first one i've got here is from Randy Savage and he says what do you think is hurting us as a team now Randy I gotta say man like there's there's a lot of things that are hurting us as a team you know one thing we're all accustomed to right now is this rash of injuries that we're seeing you know the the Blazers have battled injuries for as long as I can remember it seems like no matter what happens before every season, you know, the, the, all the, all the promises, all the, uh, elation that we, that we feel for, you know, signing a, a number one draft pick or, you know, whatever trade we just made or, or free agent we brought in, we get a few days into the season and it all gets derailed because there's a major injury that gets followed up by either another couple major injuries or, some other minor injuries that just continually keep guys out. And I know that's something that every every sports team in, you know, across the board deals with, but it seems like for the Blazers they just can't shake the injury bug. Now, that's only one issue. The other issue is I don't I don't fully believe we have a more talented roster than what we've had previously. It may be, and if it is, it's marginal because, I mean, the record speaks for itself, but I also feel like, you know, having, you know what, let me just jump into the next one that just hit, 
hit my, my, my head here. The, the, the fact that they started playing a three-guard lineup was ridiculous to me. We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It doesn't work. They started with Dame, CJ, Norman Powell. You've got an undersized power forward in Robert, Robert Covington and uh, a, really a non-athletic center. Okay? And, and I'm not saying... Centers have to be athletic, like like you know DeAndre Ayton or something. But I'm just saying that when you've got everyone undersized, you need someone mobile enough to get those rebounds or blocks or whatever it is. Um, since they started with the three guard lineup, they moved to a different. Uh, I mean, it's really situational based, you know, depending on who's available based on injuries. But you know, I, I guess. Without rambling on too much, Randy, uh, I'll say there's probably three things. One is injuries. has to be injuries. The second is the fact that it seemed as though they were toying with the lineup, you know, trying a lineup that has never worked in the past. I mean, truly, I don't think any, any, again, please call me out on Twitter or wherever you want to call me out email me find me on facebook i don't think any team ever has won a championship or made it deep into the playoffs with a three-guard lineup i think that's that's the second issue um and the third issue i'm gonna say is you know i guess it kind of ties back into injuries because dame just hasn't been right he wasn't right to to start the season and you know, a lot of these games that we lost, we lost by only a few points. I mean, it was a small margin, and if Dame was shooting like we know Dame can shoot like, you don't you don't lose those games. You just don't. So, you know, to, to answer your question, I, I think it's those three things. Now, let's see, we'll we'll move on to the next question, and I'm sure I have to throw in some sort of ad read or something around here, but um, you know, Randy Savage writes again, who do we need to trade and trade for to turn things around? I think it's no surprise uh, to anyone that CJ McCollum is kind of, well, let me back up. CJ McCollum may be our most expensive trade piece. After watching Ant, a show out recently, I'm not so sure he's our most valuable anymore. And I'm not saying I want to trade Ant. I would love to keep Ant here for a decade at least, if not his entire career. 
But if you sit down and look at it on paper, Ant may have the highest trade value outside of Damian Lillard on this team, followed by CJ and Nas. Um, but with that being said, back to your question, who do we need to trade and trade for? You know, I, I again, I don't think the Ben Simmons trade is a bad trade. I don't. I think the guy just wants out of Philly so bad, he's willing to just sit out and be a cancer to that team. You know? Um, I would say probably that trade would make the biggest difference. I, I'm not really sure who's available. I do know, though, time is running out. And people are going uh, on the injured, or, or excuse me, people are hitting the injury list. And like somebody like Miles Turner would have been amazing if we could have traded for him. But I don't think he's going to be healthy come trade deadline. So I don't know, Randy, that's, that's, a, that's a tough one. But I think that the one that makes the most sense for both teams in the trade is probably that CJ Ben Simmons trade. Now, I've got another one from Vegas Golfers. Uh, do we need to make a superstar trade and get rid of CJ or Dame or rebuild around them? Why do we have so many guards also? That <laughs> I like that question. Why do we have so many guards? That's a great question. I mean, I think maybe Olshay was thinking he needed some backup guards because he was going to be playing a three guard lineup, which we've seen how well that's worked. Um, I think you got to get rid of some guards. You got to get rid of guards. Um, I don't, I don't know if superstar trade is the right word. I mean, I, I don't know what you, what you mean by superstar trade, but again, going back to the CJ for Ben Simmons, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think, you know, somebody like Miles Turner would have made a difference. I think, I, I, I do think someone like Sabonis can make a difference. I'm just worried that, you know, someone like Sabonis is injured a lot. And we trade, uh, you know, <laughs> shoot, we trade Anthony Simons or, you know, because the Pacers are going to want somebody young and maybe some draft picks or something. But, you know, you trade someone like Simons or, or Little and you I feel like you're giving up you're giving up a lot more than what you're getting with Sabonis because Sabonis is injured a lot. So I, you know, it's, it's hard to say, you know, I, I'm not a GM. I don't, I don't know the, the ins and outs of that whole scenario. Uh, as far as trading goes, I don't, I don't know who's available at the moment. And I think it's just, it's a weird season, you know, with COVID and everything, you never know who's going to be available to trade. Um, I don't know. I, 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 my mind keeps going back to that CJ for, for Ben Simmons. It just makes a lot of sense. You, with Ben Simmons, you get someone who can defend pretty much every position. You get someone who can distribute the ball. Maybe he can't shoot, but he can play some serious defense. And that's what you need on this team. You don't need someone to score like Damian can score. And if you do, you've got someone like Ant Simons who just showed up, you know? So I, I think as far as trades go, that, that makes the biggest sense to me. Um, I don't know if... We, you see, what was the other part of your question? Do we need to make a superstar trade and get rid of CJ or Dame or rebuild around them? You know, here's the thing. 
I don't think you can rebuild around them because you've tried, well, Olshay has tried to build around Dame and CJ for, what, nine years or something? Eight, nine years? And it hasn't worked. I mean, granted, that's partly because Olshay sucks, but, you know, you got, you got CJ who can't defend. He's a great scorer, but he's a black hole when he gets the ball. Then you got Dame, who's a great scorer, who has really done a much better job this year on defense. He's your guy. I think if anything, you gotta trade CJ and build more around Dame. But I, you know, I, it's hard to say because, like I said, it's well, like I said earlier, the Blazers need to make up their minds as to what they're gonna do. And I, I think a, an article just came out, or maybe some excerpt or something came out where Dame said. You know, if you want me to get in there, and of course I'm paraphrasing, if you want me to get in there and, and play to tank, I just can't do that. That's not me. Um, and that makes sense. It's just, you know, if if that's the case, then don't, don't come back if you want to tank. Don't come back if you're looking at getting that high draft pick and either taking one of those big men uh, or trading it away, you know. Um, it's hard to say, man. Like the Blazers are in such a weird position right now, and they've got so many players that they could trade for other see other players, but I don't know who's available. So it's it's a weird one, man. I I think if I were to choose, I think you got to do that CJ for Ben Simmons trade if you could if you can make it happen. If you don't give up too much, I think you got to make it happen. Uh, I don't think rebuilding around them is is the answer. Um, it looks like you followed that up, uh, Vegas golfers. It looks like you followed that up with, when Dame comes back from abdom- abdominal injury soon, should we just rest him and coast the remainder of the season since it's a bust and try younger players' chemistry? You know what? I, I think that's not a bad idea. But I, I think I've, I've kind of talked in circles around it already. But I... I don't think that's a bad idea. I think there are two options. You either keep playing, let Dame come back, see what happens. But then again, that could just be more of the same, you know? It could be another first-round exit or, shoot, it could be uh, a play-in tourney exit. I like the idea of of developing the young guys. I, I think these young guns are doing a great job so far. You know, and, and another thing is we haven't even had um, what's his face from from Cleveland. Um, he was it was like my favorite favorite player coming into the season too. Um, Larry Nance, you know. So I, I if I if I were gonna make the decision, I would say the tank is on. Rest, Dame. That's what you gotta do. Now, the last question um, I've got here before before I end this this pod is or this episode is from Northwest Sports Balls, who says, and forgive me, I, I think you're a, a group of people maybe, um, with Simons playing the best stretch of his career at point guard, how do you think that would translate to him playing shooting guard next to Dane? Would that pair be significantly better than Dame and CJ? Does it need to be, or will balancing out the other parts of the roster be enough? That's a, I feel like that's a loaded question here. Uh, one, it's like a four-part question, but 
let's just let's just break it down here. Um, with Simons playing the best stretch of his career at point guard, how do you think that would translate to him playing shooting guard next to Dame? I think that I think that you know playing guard. I, I feel like we should say it playing guard because anymore there's no there aren't really true point guards in the NBA. Everybody's a combo guard. Everybody can score. Everybody can can distribute for the most part. Um, everybody's kind of six three and over. Um, I don't. I don't think there would be that. I don't think there would be an issue with it. To be honest with you, I think Simons or Dame can both just be scorers if need be. They can both distribute the ball if need be. I think they're kind of interchangeable in a way that maybe CJ and Dame aren't. Um, and I that's kind of weird to say, but I think that CJ is an excellent offensive player. He can take anybody off the dribble if he wants. He can he can score pretty much anywhere on the court. I think the difference between him and Simons is that Simons is more athletic. Um, he well, he's younger. Um, he's got a little more learning to go. He he may be able to develop his game a little more than CJ. Um, I want to say. I want to say that I don't think it would be significantly better than Damon CJ. Um, but I think if you're trading CJ for somebody, you're going to get somebody who's going to make a difference, whether it's a wing or a big. And that difference is going to be enough to maybe hide the deficiencies or I mean, I don't even want to say deficiencies, but whatever it is that's lacking from, you know, the transition from Ant playing that role or CJ playing that role, I think whoever you bring in, if you trade CJ, is going to be able to hide the deficiencies or, or, or you know, uh, close the gap between between that position, if that makes sense at all. Um, so I guess, I guess what I... I guess I kind of just answered the rest of your question. I don't think that pair would be significantly better than Damon CJ. And I also don't think it needs to be. I think bringing in that other person and balancing out the roster. Yes. I think that would be enough. Now, I don't know if that's going to be enough to take it to a championship. I think it's going to be enough to fix the issues with this team. I think it's going to give them more consistency because they'll be able to guard someone on the wings. Um, we need an upgrade with our bigs. You know, Roko has been putting in some good time, but Roko disappears for stretches. Nurk disappears for stretches. I love the way he's playing. And I Nurk is awesome when he's awesome, when he's into it. If he gets into those funks where he's just disinterested, it's hard to say that I want to keep him around. So, like, you think if when you think of someone like Miles Turner coming in here in 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 place of Nurk, you got someone who's gonna leave it on the floor every night. You got a high energy guy. You got a highly mobile guy. 
I think maybe it's not a bad idea uh, to have, and I, I don't know if he's still on the trading block, but I don't think it's a bad idea to have Nurk on the trading block because I think, well, one, it m- maybe motivates him a bit, but, you know, getting someone in that's a little more athletic, maybe get a shot blocker, like like a true shot blocker would be huge for this team. Shore up that paint defense. Look, guys, I, I, I wish I had answers. I wish I was like an insider for you guys. Uh, but the truth is, I'm just a fan who loves the Blazers to my core. Who doesn't really know how to fix this team right now besides getting a trade or two out there and bringing in some different talent. Because I don't know if it's just the fact that we need better talent. I think we just need different talent. And that's that's just kind of a personal opinion. And I guarantee you, my co-hosts are going to roast me for this later. But it's actually kind of good to get it off my chest. But with that being said, I want to say thank you to all of you out there for listening to the show for bearing with me as I run through a solo episode for the first time. My apologies if it went astray or it was just flat out awful. I'll bring the guys in next time. But big shout out to my missing host, the Encyclopedia Foster in the Bay Area Blazer, Rosa Panta. Wherever you are, I hope you are healthy, safe, and well. To the Basketball Podcast Network, DraftKings, and especially you, our listeners, Twitter followers, and bucket busters. You make it so easy to keep stepping up to this mic. Keep reaching out to us on Twitter, at Busted Bucket, with your comments and questions. We love building community with you all. And don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying. Be good to each other, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.